This is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League, the WHL Broadcast Partners, and Bauer Hockey. Here's your host, John Keane. Hey, welcome to the show. Everyone talking about Connor Bedard and the goal the Regina Pats 16-year-old scored in Calgary. Connor also named the WHL Player of the Week. He'll join us in moments to kick off the show. The Kelowna Rockets are quietly going about their business, but the recent run they've had is getting some attention now. Head coach Chris Millette will share what's going on there. Tri-City Americans and NHL draft eligible forward Parker Bell continues to develop his game at 6'4". He's ranked 93rd in North America in the NHL Central Scouting Midterm Rankings. The forward from Campbell River, B.C. is hoping to finish strong. He'll be our guest. First up, it was the goal heard round the hockey world. Bedard to bring him up for Regina. One on two. Step by the defenseman to the net. The deke and he scores. Oh my. Does it get any better than that? Connor Bedard puts on a show. He finds the back of the cage. Building buzzing on the road. Regina back in this thing. Trail it two to one. Now Brad Curl on the call there. Connor Bedard's one-on-one move. Followed by a between the legs goal and Calgary grabbing the headlines. I asked Connor about the goal, the WHL Player of the Week award, and the Pats' playoff push. Connor, how long did it take for you to realize you did something a little out of the ordinary that turned out to be pretty special? Uh, I don't know. I mean, after the game, you know, you kind of go on your phone and, and you see it, see it a bit. So then, you know, I think kind of then you, uh, you know, realize people are people are into it. But you know, in the moment, you're kind of just playing and you don't know. Uh, you know, what, what, what the reaction will be, but uh, it was definitely cool to see the, the reaction of it. Okay, take me back, because uh, in Calgary, you always look up at the big screen, right? Because they have beautiful replays there of everything here. What was the reaction? Uh, I don't know if you went to the bench to watch it or you were still on the ice. Take me back to that moment. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think kind of after every goal, you know, anyone scores on a team, you, know, you kind of look up at the Jumbotron and, and you watch it again. And, uh, you know, I mean, I didn't think too much of it. Obviously, it's, you know, it's one of the nicer goals, you know, I scored. Uh, but you know, you, you kind of don't think too much too much of it in the game. You're just happy you scored, and uh, you know we kind of we kind of need that one to to start off that period. And I'm thinking back to you know when when the players get on the bus on the way home afterwards, and you're you know you're on your phone and you're you're seeing who's talking about it, who's retweeting it, uh, who's picking it up here. What was uh, what was that like to be uh, around the guys? I know you lost the game, which is tough, but uh, to have that you know get to the top of Sports Center and uh, you know national media outlets picking that up, you're seeing this all sort of transpire in live time on your phone on the bus on the way home. Uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, we lost, so it wasn't you know as much of a as much of a thing, it's kind of you know like a five-minute bus ride to a hotel, and then uh, you know you go eat and you uh, you kind of go to your room, and you know I think I don't know what time it was, but you, then you kind of hang out later after you, you know you kind of thought about the game and stuff. So I mean you know it wasn't really as much of a reaction you know from the team until the next day. You know they're kind of you know joking about it and stuff, but uh, it, was, it was like I said, it was pretty cool to see kind of the reaction that that it got. I won't talk too much about the goal here. We have to move on and talk about the the playoff push here for you. But when uh, when you see it on you know TSN the one v one, it's the champion right now. It knocks off you know a NHL goal. Uh, we're seeing you know some NHLers talk about it uh, as well on Sports Center. What's that like to watch? Uh, yeah, I mean it's definitely weird whenever you, you turn your TV on and, and you kind of see yourself uh, you know the odd time. So it's 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 pretty special. I mean. Just to, you know, see, you know, even like kids trying it and stuff, you kind of, you know, it's cool. You can kind of inspire some some kids and, uh, you know, get that reaction off it. Real quick, though, have you ever 
pull that off in practice or anything? I know it's, it's sort of two-dimensional because you have to beat a defender and score the goal, but is this something you've ever done before? I mean, when, when you're younger and, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're beating guys more often and you, and you do it, you kind of, you know, when you get older, it gets harder to find yourself in that situation. But, you know, you definitely have to do it in practice, just kind of have fun. And, uh, you know, it was kind of just in the moment I thought it was the best play and, you know, it ended up working out. Okay, so 28 games to go in the regular season. I know the focus is to get back into the playoff spot. You're, you're five points out as we speak. Uh, you're coming off a, a pretty big week, but yet, you know, you guys obviously have to get back in the win column here. So what's your focus? What's the Pats' focus uh, heading into the weekend? Uh, yeah, I mean, we've got to win. Uh, you know, you look at it, we're, we're a few points out, and, you know, we haven't been winning. We, I think we've been playing pretty well. You know, there's, there's been a lot of close games that are kind of, you know, have been, been heartbreakers and, and those sort of losses. But uh, we got to start. You know, we got to start pulling them off, and uh, you know we got to win. Uh, kind of get on a roll here. You get another shot at uh, at Calgary here coming up uh, this weekend, and then uh, you're into Saskatoon uh, Saturday. So these are it's time probably for you guys to make some hay in the standings. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I, I think every game we go into, we we feel like it's a winnable game, and you know, these are these are teams that are uh, you know we've had close games with. I mean, you know, Calgary going overtime twice, and then Saskatoon kind of you know a lot of technical at them that that beat us so you know we know we can win and we're going to go in there and uh you know play our game and, and try to do that well it's an incredible goal uh it's a candidate for for goal of the year we'll see what else the league comes up with it seems like there's always somebody trying something uh that makes headlines here it's been a very exciting year for that uh and we appreciate you stopping by whl this week have a great weekend connor thanks again yeah thanks for having me this is the whl this week presented by bauer hockey the Western Hockey League is deeply saddened to learn of the passing of former Regina Pats forward Brad Horning. Horning passed away Tuesday evening following a brief but courageous battle with cancer. He was to turn 53 on Sunday. Horning, a native of Regina, played two seasons with the Pats, registering 101 points in 126 regular season games played. On March 1st, 1987, Horning's playing career came to a premature end when he suffered a severe spinal cord injury following an on-ice collision, rendering him a quadriplegic. Though his playing days came to an end, Horning remained close to the game of hockey, serving as a scout for many years, including stints with the Chicago Blackhawks and the NHL Central Scouting Service. He remained a fixture at the Brandt Center in Regina, where his number eight hangs from the rafters, having been retired by the Pats. In April of 1988, the WHL restructured its awards format, including the introduction of the Brad Horning Trophy, awarded annually to the WHL player who best displays the same attributes as Brad, talent, desire, and an unmistakable sportsmanlike attitude. Each year, Brad looked forward to joining the latest class of promising WHL stars at the annual WHL Awards Gala, where he would present the Brad Horning Trophy to the most sportsmanlike player. Now, despite the adversity he faced, Horning pushed forward, completing his high school education before eventually pursuing and receiving a Bachelor of Arts degree in history from Campion College at the University of Regina in 1996. He continued to prioritize ongoing education at the University of Regina and was recognized for his courage and perseverance with an honorary Doctor of Laws degree back on June 8th of 2018. The Kelowna Rockets recently put together an eight-game winning streak. They're in the hunt for the BC Division title, trailing Kamloops but holding games in hand. Regan Bartell, voice of the Rockets, spoke with Coach Chris Millette about the development of his team this season. 
We've got some players that I see it day in and day out. Obviously, in a game when there's physical contact and, and different facets to it, the, it's not as apparent. But I, I do see our guys working extremely hard in practice and, and in those those types of plays. And, and the best thing for me as a coach is watching you know, drill transfer into a game, right? Like that fruition of them, like doing a drill over and over and over in practice throughout the week and then executing it to a tee um, and scoring a goal. And, you know, it's it's funny because on the bench they'll look back and they'll be like, Mally, there it is, you know, they know. And um, there's a reason why we do certain things. Our team does things well, but also, you know, puts themselves in a good spot. But the skill aspect of it, I... I think we have some guys uh, that are very, very skilled, and, and, you know, it's by committee. Yeah, you guys are quick, too. There's some good speed there, maybe deceptive speed. Yeah, but I, I work these guys. You know, I, I really do. It's it's all about speed. It's all about, uh, you know, challenging yourselves, challenging the opposition. And, um, yeah, if you can't skate, you can't play. And, and a lot of our guys are, are very good at it. So happy for that. Yeah, let's take a look at the offense of your hockey club. Again, we, we, we were questioning whether where you would find goal production from. But, I, again, you look at the data. you got 12 players on your roster with 20 or more points. We talked, let's go back to our, some of our first conversations uh, you know, we talked about the committee by, you know, scoring by committee. Our defense have to be involved. Um, you know, we need good goaltending. But, yeah, 20, 20 uh, point guys having 12 of them, and it's just going to keep growing. I think that, you know, the more and more our guys get comfortable, you know, in that third and fourth line per se uh, and building that, you know, the trust and doing the simple plays and, and getting that more ice time, I think everybody's going to be chipping in. But it's a great stat for our group, and, and you know, it's it's going to be, or it has been, the thing that's been carrying us through it. it. You know, if it's one line that needs to be shut down, well, then another line has to pick it up. And, and we've got guys that are doing it, and... Uh, you know, we're going to definitely need it moving forward. Melly, is there a player on your roster where he has to be going all the time? He kind of leads the way almost by, he, he does by just the actions on the ice. I mean, you, you look at years gone by, there was always one player. Like if he was on, it seemed like, you know, his teammates followed. Is there one guy on your roster that can do that for you? Or again, you, you talked about just the fact you're scoring by committee and uh, everybody can kind of pull on the rope. Well, I think we're going to lean on a lot of, you know, uh, our veteran players, I guess, you know, Colton Dog, I think Jake Poole, Mark Lewiski. I think those those guys up front, when Andrew Crystal is moving his feet and 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 able to pick people apart with his his vision. I'd say again, I, I just named five guys, but there are a group of our players up front that are very effective when when they're dialed in, and it's that consistency that we're looking for on the back end. I think it's the real catalyst to our group in regards to, you know, they set the tone with with their gap. Uh, their aggressiveness, uh, their ability to shut down plays early. You know, I find that when we get in trouble, we're a little lazier getting up the ice. Uh, if we turn a puck over, the, then, you know, it's a, the gap is compromised, and then, you know, they get quality chances. But, I, again, the committee aspect of it, we're getting great goaltending right now as well. So, I mean, uh, it's given us a chance each and every night that when we do have some guys that aren't per se going, other guys are always there to pick them up. You're listening to the WHL This Week, Radio Edition. Tri-City Americans forward Parker Bell is trying to be a big piece of turning the AM season around. He's NHL draft eligible and also has his eye on the upcoming draft. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, you said it. I think it could be a little bit better team-wise. Uh, 
I think I've been in a little bit of a slump lately, but I'm just trying to get out of that right now. And uh, it happens. Uh, hope just keep going tonight. And hopefully, have a good one. What do you uh, do to try to get out of a slump? What's sort of your mentality when you're, you know, faced with something like that? Uh, I think just preparation. Come to the rink a little bit earlier, maybe. Uh, mindset. Just visionize or visualize, and that's all I really do. You're from Campbell River, uh, so these games up uh, north, uh, do they mean a little extra specialty? It's the first time the Tri-City Americans have been up this way in a couple of years. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been here. I mean, it's obviously a pretty electric barn. Uh, I love being here, and yeah, these north games are always nice to play. You've been sort of all around. You grew up in Saskatchewan. I believe you actually have a little bit of uh, a connection with uh, teammate Ethan Ernst when you guys were younger. Tell me more about that. Uh, yeah, we grew up playing against each other since we were eight years old, and now we're living together. It's pretty cool. Campbell River, uh, I noticed during uh, the WHL as they waited for their season to, to happen, the, the hub season or or just the, the, the condensed season for developmental, you actually went back and played some Junior B with the Campbell River Storm. What was that experience like? Uh, it was it was, it was was all right. We had, it was a pretty good team there for Junior B. Uh, it was a fun time. I had no, nothing really else to do. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a good time there. Tri-City this year, you're back. Uh, it's your draft year. We talked about that off the top. Uh, the 93rd ranking, how much are you paying attention to sort of where you sit with your peers and what else is out there, Parker? Uh, I don't really buy into that stuff too much. I just try to go out there and play my game. Uh, that's really it. I mean, that stuff doesn't mean too much to me. I mean, obviously you want to be higher, but at the end of the day, it's uh, a ranking's a ranking. I look at you and I see a big body guy, six foot four guy. Um, you know, NHL scouts love that type of size here. But explain to me what your game is all about. Uh, speed. I think uh, I got a lot of speed to bring to the table. Uh, I got a I got a hard shot, and I feel like my hockey IQ really comes into play when I'm out there. So, what have you focused on this year uh, as far as maybe trying to improve uh, an aspect that maybe you know you've been asked to improve or you want to personally improve? Uh, I would say maybe that five foot speed, just like right off the hop. Uh, I feel like I, I get speed going really quick, but like 50 50 battles in the corner, just five feet away, I feel like that's something I've been working on a lot. You have a new head coach this year in Stu Barnes. Uh, what's the transition been like this year? Uh, he's awesome. Uh, he's a great coach. He's taught me a lot, and I feel like uh, I've learned a lot from him, and hopefully we can just keep it going. I know it's been tough with uh, the season there. It seems like there's a lot of good teams uh, in the Western Conference this year. What's it been like for Tri-City trying to find your way a younger team this year? Uh, I mean, I feel like it's just uh, just trying to pave the way from the, for the younger guys. I was there once. It doesn't feel like it was too long ago. I mean, we're one of the youngest teams in the league, and we're just trying to get better every day and uh, push towards the ultimate goal of making the playoffs. Okay, Parker, you're still right in the playoff hunt here for sure. I uh, appreciate you spending some time with us here. Thanks again. All right, thank you. Hey, that's the show. Thanks to our guests. As well, thanks to Regan in Kelowna for his help. I'm John Keane. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation of the Western Hockey League in cooperation with the WHL broadcast partners and Bauer Hockey.